Dad bought a rap pod, episode something something. Back at it one more again. My name is Demb One, Struggle Rap Artur. I am here with Nate White Sauce. <laughs> What's Nate up, LeBlanc. world? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm loving that nickname. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, in development, in development. I'm also joined here. It's better than Nate Weak Sauce. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know. I think White Sauce, potent. Anyway, um, we're also here with Mr. David Ma. How's it going? Going well. If that makes me yellow sauce, I'm not oh. sure how I feel about that. Uh, you know what? My, my humor, unlike uh, Chris Rock and Seinfeld and these guys, I don't go there. No, no. It's, uh, it's good to be here. Beautiful, beautiful day staring out Nate's window. Yeah, man, Gorgeous. we're here at uh, at Casa LeBlanc, yeah. Electric LeBlanc Land Studios. And the White House. Oh, the White House. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going there. Oh, oh, man. Yes, we're here at the White House. Um, you know, talking the rap as we do here on the Dead Bod Rap Pod. Um, I just want to take a quick second to be like, damn, y'all, we're like 30 plus consecutive uh, episodes. We are the Cal Ripken uh, of San Jose <laughs> hip hop commentariat. <laughs> I will say there was some uh, definite weeks where we almost didn't make it. Yeah, I mean, we, we recorded are. 47 weeks of material, but we're here. <laughs> 30 have survived oh, the recording man. process. Um, we're here. We're not going anywhere. We're here to talk about, you know, all the pertinent things going on in the world of hip hoppery. Um, I think this is a little bit of a low point in the summer, though. Um, there certainly isn't any new stuff. When we were kind of like talking right. about what we were going to talk about today, there was no one album where you could just be like, oh, we must discuss. Right. Yes. Yeah. There was a week when there was like three. That just totally. Um, yeah. it, just to kind of go back a little bit and talk about this summer. Um, there's been a lot of Twitter commentary, especially about how no one is talking about that Jay-Z Beyonce record anymore. Oh, right. Like it's right, gone. Right. Like but for but Beyonce records have these amazing like staying power. Like Lemonade was a mm, thing for a mm, year and a half, right? And um, the self titled had multiple but, hits but on but multiple I mean, hits. This is a souvenir. This is a souvenir to go along with the tour. What's not gone is the uh, tour. Okay, you okay, know what I mean. When the okay, Obamas are okay. turning up at your right, joint, right, I, I'm right. Not, I'll actually it? be going to the one on September 24th here nice. at the yeah. Stadium. Flex. So, so it's 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 a compliment. It's like a uh, some swag for their tour. Okay. Just to have a couple okay. of, of new songs. What I what I always say about Jay Z records, less than Beyonce, because I think Beyonce is still kind of like a She's one at the top of prime. The game. Yeah. Yeah. I think these records are like if you go to the record store and you find a late in the game Frank Sinatra record. You know what I mean? Like the one where he's singing like um 
like uh, the fifth dimension, like when they were trying to make him a little bit hipper, but he was clearly old as fuck. <laughs> there are some dope cuts on some of those. You I, know I, what I, mean? I think that would be 444. And if that's his French Sinatra record, that's great. Yeah. He, these late in the game records, if you find any classic artist who was kind of aging out a little bit, some of them are cringeworthy. But I think Jay-Z especially does a good job at making like these okay late in the game records. Now, now the Carters is not going down in anybody's top do anything. Think, do you think it's a, pro- a byproduct of just the summer? Everything's seven songs, four songs. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Even more fleeting. Absolutely. Right. I do. I do. For some know? reason, when it's easier to digest a right. short project. So it's easier to also put it away. Right. Right. And forget right. about it. You're and, streaming and kind of, the next yeah. seven in yeah. seven days. Uh, what do you guys think about Nas's recent comments that uh, he oh. that recording with Kanye was weird oh, and yeah? that he's going right back to the album he put aside to do this. Right. The one that has the Swiss beats and the uh, I forget who else beats on it. Oh, it was we'll Swiss see. beats and uh, RZA, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, Let's hope. Yeah. I think it was yeah. Swiss Beats and RZA. Yeah, I mean, it, no it's, surprise. It's it's Jeez. interesting. It's interesting that he put that record on the shelf to do the Kanye one, and he had to be livid that Kanye decided to go full MAGA like two weeks before his joint came right. out. Right. Um, things could have been different. I think that would have definitely changed perceptions a little bit. But when I just talked about a classy late in the in the game career record. I don't think that was a good the best look. For Nazir, really? I just, I, I just I don't think that trying to hip him up in that way. It's like when a when an old dude wears a jacket that's just a little too hip for him. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I felt the opposite. I felt like it was it felt modern, and then there was an emphasis on Nas's voice and sort of just um, yeah, just Kanye really used his voice well. I mean, and then made him spit three sixteens on this one song with like a kind of catchy catchy hook. You know, I'll say this. Um, I want to hear this next record. There's like Same. there's something about Same. Nas where I always uh, I'm still hopeful every single time. Right. I haven't given up. It's yet. like the right. great fucking. It's pumpkin, like the great. Man. <laughs> I just I'm I'm not I'm not here for it. I just I really feel mm. like if anybody has gotten a more uh, bigger pass for consistently disappointing after hyping people up uh, about an album, it's Nas. Nas. It's it's Nas. He gets everybody excited as an idea. But it rarely comes to pass. It rarely comes to pass. I like this last record, though, so I kind of stand by it. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I want to hear the new one. I just, I, I'm wondering if there's any, any gas left in the tank. Um, he sounds he sound a little his, bit tired. His me. voice sounds sound great. A little tired. Aesthetically, he sounds good, though. Yeah. It's more gravelly, though. Like, yeah. you, can, you can hear the age. I like, he's, the, he's, I like the age. He's a little bit, he's, to me, he sounds a little bit tired. And we talked about this on the Tiny Desk episode where... Um, there's there's a chop right so like Mike and I who's fifty still has the chop that he had in ninety one like he still his voice his ability to chop words up in a in a rapid fire succession sure sounds still sounds pretty good Jay Z was never the best fast rapper but he still kind of has his lilt he had his moments dude can yeah. I get open with the yeah, yeah, original yeah. concept yeah. right yeah. exactly yeah he's, he's original flavor original flavor. Yeah, even on this new, you know, even on the Carter's record, he can he can chop he's got a little his moments. bit. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, he spits a little fast. But on the Mike and Nine thing, like you guys really have to listen to the closing track on Die Cut. It's a uh, Cut Chemist's latest album. Okay, there's a Mike and Nine song where he like basically like duets with the drummer D'Antoni Parks. Mm. Oh my that god, that is in. 
incredible. Mm. And it's it's heavily edited out of like stream of consciousness, Mike and Nine stuff that we have some insight to. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I really recommend that everyone listen to wow. that song in oh, terms okay. of like rapping and performance. Like and this that like his chop and his like flow is out of this world. Wow. It's like this really technical wow. um, display of how like hard he can still go. Yeah, Mike. Mm. Mike's a, a technical genius, and I mentioned that because right, he's fifty. Right. He's literally fifty. Yeah, right. and so there's something to be said for, and I don't know what happens because it happens to many a rapper. I don't know what happens, but at some point, it's like basketball players. Like you just lose a step. There's like right, Tim Hardaway, right, Golden right. State, and then there's like late in the game, Miami Heat, Tim Hardaway. Yeah, yeah. same moves. Just they're executed just a little. It's bit a smaller. little different than an athletic metaphor, though, because there's something about being hungry that like propels gets that propels. Yeah, but I, I, you know I, what I, I mean. I, Once I, you get comfortable, it's hard to just go hard in the studio. I, right? I think there's something to do with like that with skills aligning and declining as well, though. So I mean, with Nas, I feel like you know he's sort of the old boxer where you know he might you feel like he has one good fight left. He's he's you know? car, he's Carmelo Anthony, and nobody <laughs> and, and when nobody's ready to admit it. Uh, he is he is half-time, mellow half-time and he, joke. <laughs> so uh hearing that Nas is flying to Wyoming is like hoodie mellow. Yes. And Nasir and maybe this new record is gonna be OKC Mellow. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. I mean I'm I'm just getting y'all ready. I'm, I'm there for the metaphor. <laughs> I I'm I'm just getting y'all ready. So um so we shall see. Looking definitely looking forward to just Who's next? Like, whose record are we waiting for? We talked a little bit about Nas. Who who else's record are we even waiting for or caring about? I guess I just haven't done any research of, like, checking the future release dates or whatever. I will say, I don't know if you guys listen to this, I think a pretty good project that got very overlooked, uh, this guy called 38 Spech, Mm. who's from upstate New York, who runs with Westside Gun Mm. and Conway and that whole scene um, put out a record um, heavily featuring Cool G Rap called mm. Son of Cool G Rap. Oh, yeah, yeah, Son yeah, of yeah, G Rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. Okay, I think you might have sent me the link. Yeah. Okay, I never peeped it. Yeah, um, worth a listen. Okay. Um, grimy, East Coast kind of gangster gotta, vibe. I gotta say, I mean, sort of on that tip, the uh, Supreme Blind Tell. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. Like, on my fifth listen, I it's just good. felt it way more. Yeah, it's good. For real. Kind of dismissed it at first. His voice, you know, is a bit wearing, but then... No, then I, I kind of feel what you guys are doing. You yeah. like sort of catch their vibe, and it's, I mean, cliche to say, but Grammy as fuck. It is. It really is. And they don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, yeah. Totally. They, they have no other sort of aspirations. Um, another thing that was kind of that. recent, which I think was cool, and I don't think anyone, like literally anyone listened to, was um, Ski Beats put out an album. It's an instrumental mm. album. He made huh. all with analog synths. Mm. Um, it's good. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's cool. It's a different look. He, you know, he's he's a soul sampling boom bap mm. producer and this is kind of like a weird side project for him i should have written it down i didn't mm. know i was going to talk about this but we can figure it out and post it on twitter um worth a listen good okay. good work background music mm. there it is something okay. i really need in my life oh, there man. it is <laughs> there it is that's a good category that's a broad category yeah for so, sure so so on the topic of producers um we are going to get into a discussion about the best rapper slash producers which, upon first take, I thought was a smaller category. Right. But it turns out there's quite a few guys who have legitimate um, legitimate chops in both arenas. Sure. So let's round robin. Let's say who. Do you want to do one at a time? One at a time. Let's go one okay. at a time. Let's All go right. one at a time. Dave Ma, your, your rapper producer. My rapper producer off the top of my head. No notes. Lord Finesse. 
Oh, you know, uh, loved ooh. loved so much of his, you know, loved his bars. Hilarious, uh, sort of the blueprint to Big L, sort yeah. of a less sort of menacing Big L. Sure. Funny, great voice, and dude made all his own beats for you know for okay. a, for a very long time. Okay, including a lot of DITC and, sort of and like for side a bunch projects. of other people right. later. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, He's on my list for sure. Nate, uh, my, t- to me, the clear number one with the bullet is Q-Tip. Yeah, it's yeah. it's oh, harder yeah. to parse oh, because wow. all sure. of the productions are credited to the group. Mm-hmm. We all know about him as an MC. He's like literally changed my life um, because I love his amazing Q-tips. rapping. But um, he's the primary producer for Tribe Called Quest, right, mm-hmm. right. my favorite record music collector. ever made. Right. Mm-hmm. His record collection famously right. burned down. He right. had to recreate himself. His solo albums are fascinating. Yeah. Do you see um, that clip when he was like replaying that break just with the needle dude, by moving the needle and Kanye like losing his mind? Yes, That's amazing. That's incredible. Oh, incredible. That's so hard. That's so, um, <laughs> so right. F- uh, first, first guy out the gate. If we're like drafting, okay. That's, that's really interesting Q-tip. because I think Q-Tip has gone through extreme lengths for you not to really know that he's the producer, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. so not rapper like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I was him, I'd be like this me. All this electric totally. me. And I think what you're speaking to is why there's no groups anymore. People cannot <laughs> right. handle that. They cannot sublimate their ego into the group. Right. It's just like right. he, he was willing to kind of share credit. And I think most bands break up because of sharing share credit, credit. And especially mm. because the only way to get paid is the publishing and the songwriting right. credit. So if you split that three ways... Everybody can be doing okay, and if you right. take that one way, you can be rich. So right. it's it's a problem, and they touch on that a little bit in the documentary about um, Tribe. But um, you know, he's the creative force behind Tribe. Okay. That's my favorite okay, music. I did so not... he, he's my dude. Somehow, see, I thought about this shit for like forty five <laughs> minutes, and somehow Q Tip did not enter wow. into my consciousness. I think um, because he's the DJ, people think Ali made most of the beats. Agree, and while yeah, he agree, certainly yeah, had agree. a hand in it, yeah. the main loops and kind of the ideas for the songs almost always came from Q-Tip. And, and that, that is in my understanding. Much, it's right, right, very right. much apparent by Q-Tip's later work. Right. You know, he was able sure, to kind of take sure. the what we term as the tribe sound right, with him. Right. Um, I'm going to go not not the greatest or even in my personal favorite, but one I think gets overlooked is Large Professor. Yes. So obviously regarded as as being an amazing producer. Um, I've had this conversation with a couple of people who I really respect um, their opinions on rap, one of them being Motion Man. And Front Door, looking out the front door, is one of the best raps ever Mm. written. It's ever. It's perfect. It's It's absolutely perfect. perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And so his, um, especially on the Breaking Adams joint, he had a mm. couple moments where his production and his rapping mm. were so in sync. Now, you know, it didn't last forever. Me and my friends had a had a joke at the time. Um, I forget what his his post main source breakup record was, but uh, after that, when he had turned into to extra P, um, he had this line. Don't ever fry and crisp the mad scientist. He had this song <laughs> called The Bad Scientist that was just bad. It was just bad, but that line of pentameter, we wow. rappers, that was a running joke with us forever. Um, but for a moment, and kind of similar to Lord Furness, there was a particular era in a moment where Large Professor um, captured everything that was good about boom bap music sure. and really from the rapping to the production. And like, honestly, Main source 
is really a group because K Cut's dad paid for everything. Right, right. right. And like yeah. you have two like DJs. So many groups. You don't hear yeah. that much Fuck DJ stuff DJs. on right. that on that <laughs> on that record. He it's that's a large professor record. Like Main Absolutely. Source is large professor and mm-hmm. two Canadian guys. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's not really it's it it sucks that it I mean and he he's a known figure among heads, but right. like, you know, everyone should know who Large Professor is. Right. He's right. a brilliant, brilliant producer who's also a very good rapper. And um yeah, I mean Breaking Adams is amazing. I'm a big fan of um some songs on his um LP that didn't come out yeah, when it was supposed to. It came label, out later. Right cover. Yeah, right? yeah. Um Just Wanna Chill is like a huge song mm, for me. I, I love Ill. that song. Just wanna yeah. chill. Mm. Um and then I don't know, it just he, he should be bigger than he is. There's actually he has a great um interview on uh, microphone check uh, with Ali and Franny Kelly mm-hmm. where he get, he kind of breaks a lot of that stuff down. Okay. Um, and so I, I really got a, a lot of insight into his thought process and like what happened back right. then from that interview. Right. So if mm-hmm. you guys want to peep that out, but yeah, g- great choice. I think he's really strong. Yeah. Should I mean, we keep going? I have like such going. a long no, list. Totally. All right. All right. Let, let's go uh, quick fire round. Uh, LP um, yeah, company say, flow. I'm like, which of you will say LP? Right. Totally. I know. I know. I'm like guessing what <laughs> you guys are going to say. Stop looking at me guys. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, obviously company flow. I mean, um, his writing sort of can be denied. I do find it a bit jarring sometimes as a producer. I think he's nuts. He's sort of like the apex twin of fucking hip hop for me. Oh, okay. um, just That's sort of his symphonies and sort of just the aesthetic of his sound Absolutely. that alec empire thrashy shit yeah. um but he incorporates incorporates it with boom bap and is the guy behind fucking fun crusher right and you know uh what is it like when i don't speak it's a beautiful use of negative, negative space? space come yeah. on yeah. come on totally so i mean uh i think production wise he's off the hook i think writing wise his sci-fi imagery and stuff is great sometimes the rapping i can't always get down with but it's still really great writing he says this and thing he's on that a, dude though really uh, great stepfather follow. factory uh, yeah. Which is, I think, is it's either from his first or second solo album. I think he, that's so. He has this line where he's like, uh, he's like, the world's fair, but is it really? Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, about yeah. that all the time. Right, Anytime right. anyone ever mentions the world's fair, that's like the thing that pops in my head. Right. Depending on fair. who I'm with, I'll say it. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah. A great Twitter follow. Yeah, like, you really is. see his thoughts sort of, uh, you know, transition yeah. to tweets. You know? Yeah. It's like totally. great. Hilarious, dark, smart. Um, one of the one of the best interviews too. Just that dude where you ask a question and it'll give you a thoughtful answer off the cuff, cuss words and you know philosophical references. Totally, you know? absolutely. Uh, I'm Nate. gonna go RZA. Okay, okay. His rapping is idiosyncratic. Oh, it is yeah. raw, but he's always entertaining. He never like it's never boring. Um, it, he's clearly one of the greatest producers of all time. Sure. He changed the game several times, but his rapping is not for everyone. I don't walk. I'll, I get cowie. <laughs> 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 I'll take, I'll take him as a rapper. His rapping is interesting enough, even though it's probably the the least technical of anyone that we're going right, to, right, that right. I'm going to mention mud today. Wrestling. Yeah. Lyrical mud mud, wrestling. Lyrical mud. Yeah. No, lyrical dude, mud. no, Rizza. Swords through your navel. Totally. Rizza has this almost like, but th- he doesn't have a lisp, but he has like this rap lisp. Yeah, he has a yeah. way of talking. That yeah, sure. His way right, of talking right, is just right. so gruff and punchy. And there's and a, like a sloppy charm to it. Yeah, that's, you know uh, what, that's I mean? what I like about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I actually revisited Bobby Digital and was like, all right, all right. You're finally really? ready to come Seriously? around. Okay. Yeah, uh, okay. literally, literally. I hated six months it when ago. it came out, but yeah, I, I can same. definitely listen to the full thing now. Yeah, totally. Okay, okay. I was talking about this with someone else, and it's like, Sure, you used an alias, but like 
that's you, dog. <laughs> like, that's, there's nothing really aliasy about it. It's just you're just saying you're someone else. And sure, you want to be a character or whatever. It was that was the concept the thing at record the time. era. Yeah. But it's like, you couldn't be anyone else but the Rizzo. Oh, no. Like, of it's course. just like, come on, dog. That's, yeah. that's you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I. I I remember hating Bobby Digital. But Same, I, but I try will. it. Try it Same. now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will retry it. Um, mine, and you knew this was coming. Jay Dilla. Yeah. Um, Dilla. Gonna, gonna go ahead and disagree that he's a good rapper, but I would love to hear what you right. have to say. People sure. seem to the Jay sure. album, right? And, and here's well as, uh, and here's the thing about Dilla as a rapper. Fantastic and I, too, and, right? and I understand why people would go, oh, he's not a great rapper. Subject matter wise, pretty common. He's not saying anything that's mm-hmm. mind blowing. Him as a percussive producer, mm-hmm. um, and we talked about LP's line about negative space. Dilla and mm. his rhyme scheme and pattern and timing, impeccable. And mm. I've seen Pharaoh and Pharaoh and Black Thought talk about this. His timing when you take the breath and when you start the next word, which seems really boring and very inside baseball. No, that's how technical rapping is. Mm, exactly. Yeah, but it's slow. So he on his beats to me is the best person to rap on his beats. And That's so interesting. So mm. his like uh, the welcome to Detroit record, which I think is the best kind of capsulation of his lyrical ability. Imagine the words that he's speaking f- is French or something, right? The rapping is impeccable. Just tone of voice. Wise. Okay. Timing cadence. He never makes a cadence mistake. And as mm. a rapper, cadence like, mistake. I, I look at a guy like LP who was dope and super witty, but sometimes he'll make right, a cadence right, right. mistake. Sure, he'll cr- sure. he'll cr- he'll cram in something because it's cute and clever. Oh no no one hundred percent. But it doesn't it doesn't fit the. He's not trying to go for smooth bars though. No no he's not. You know what I mean? He's I mean, not. He's not. But, but I hear you. I, I know what you mean. It's a cadence mistake. Right, like, right, right. Biggie never made a cadence mistake. Oh, I mean, we're talking pristine. Yeah. He he said some things that were right. like, oh, that's that's right, a questionable right. bar. Black thought doesn't really make cadence mistakes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so know? so it's, in it's that way, you guys keep Dilla's... making me think of that Canadian MC cadence weapon. Is, uh... this, is this what he was talking about the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> He's a good fast rapper, though. Right? Yeah. Nate is like the go-to authority on every Canadian rapper except Drake. <laughs> Except I, there's something here that I need to know about your upbringing. I like what I like. Are you French Canadian? Yes. Ta- oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what the Le Blanc is. Okay. Uh, but we have no connection to that. We can get into my whole heritage at some point. But my family is French Canadian. They come from the Acadian people who also became the Cajuns in Louisiana. In Louisiana. Uh, but okay. we pretend we're Italian because uh, my dad's mom was from naples and so we eat spaghetti and meatballs uh, okay and all that stuff that's so and like drink syrup. drink chianti and all that stuff okay. but mm-hmm. if you look at the 23 and me or yeah. the ancestry.com mm. yeah we're french canadian okay, okay. yeah and, and i'll take it because the food is way better um, i grew up <laughs> on all that stuff i love all, all that in stuff. your system yeah but uh, yeah but uh, you know i just listen widely that's hilarious <laughs> okay okay canadian <laughs> rap expert oh, all right man. uh bonus bonus lightning round Rappers, producers, who haven't we hit yet? Uh, Eric Sermon. Eric Sermon's very good. I mean, I think the be- you know probably the best um, raps on the EPMD albums, and also just like subsequently all the shit that he did. What Redman, uh, Keith Murray, yeah, Eminem, Jay, that uh, Marvin Gaye oh, music dude. song, yeah, totally. I no, heard. He, I heard. I that love this those is beats. Rap lore. Uh, he got fifty thousand dollars to do that overnight. Jeez. I don't know. What, I don't know what put the. Uh, 
like th- why it needed to get done so fast. I think they were finishing up that Marvin Gaye compilation was, and yeah, they wanted was, yeah. to have a new thing. Yeah. Uh, you hear a lot yeah. of those Dave stories. Paul from the Bomb Magazine told me that story in his garage. Oh, shout out to many, Dave Paul. many years ago. Um, all right, I got one. Earl. Ah, Earl sweatshirt. Okay, okay. Um, his production Doris. style is odd. He like he's he creates beats where there's a lot of space. Um, but they're okay. not boring, and he's right. produced a lot of his own stuff, and he also did um, beats for an entire Mac Homie project that's great, and on this Denmark Vesey record that's really weird. And what like, was that that's again? Denmark Vesey, okay. who's like, it's very, very interesting, forward-thinking, odd, like I would call it progressive hip-hop. Okay. Um, worth, worth a listen, though. Okay. 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 Um, I'm going to switch gears right here because we've covered a lot of the titans here. Here are some of the more problematic okay. producers. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Eminem, mm. best rapper, worst producer combo. He or did, he l- lose it, right? Huh? <laughs> I mean, didn't right? He uh, made the beat he? lose I, it. I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a classic song. No, but yeah, all of his other beats are so boring. I know, I know, I know. Um, Dr. Dre. I don't like Dre on the mic. Yeah, he, he doesn't like Dre on the mic. Right, sure. right, Dre, right. There right, needs right, to right. be no Dre on the mic anymore. It did help him reach this level of fame I got and one. ubiquity. I got though. one. I got a problematic one. Madlib. I have a, uh, I have a huge problem with Madlib's right? rapping. I, I don't like the Quasimodo I will, project. See, I like go, some of those beats. I like it better than really? him normal. He okay. So this kind of touches on the Jay Dilla thing and the Jay right. Lib album the is Jay, them trading right, over right. each other's beats or whatever. I can live with that, but. The, the Quasimodo I, I, shit's kind of dumb so to me, dude. Talk about a, an unbeautiful use of negative space. <laughs> His whole thing is negative space. He's just like waiting to say the next thing. Is right. that rapping? Right. Well, right, right. well, no, I like some you, weird spoken words. I, I, will say, like some I will say this. I will say Rock Marciano shit. I will say this for, for Mad Lib, and I guess it's not a compliment, but I feel like um, he understands the spacing. I just find that when he does say it, he's not saying anything that's right. terribly compelling. Yeah, so it's kind of sure. like it, sure. it kind of leaves you like I waited all that time and you came back with kind of it's just it's kind of potheady freestyle yeah. based rap, but if you com- if you pair that with his manic beats and the shit changing all over the place, sometimes it's just really hard for me. Yeah, I can't yeah. do it. I can't do right. it with him as a rapper. Right. I got I got two titans of industry who aren't really rappers but they are vocalists on a lot of their beats okay and i always am like we don't need that timberland mm. and puff oh would you put would you put would you join that group of titans the third titan of that when it comes to rapping over your beats pharrell I'm, uh, I'm way more okay with Pharrell's rapping than either of these two. Like really? Pharrell has Granted. moments that i actually Granted. like like um yeah same um what's the um uh, clip song uh i think it's mr me too like he has a legit mr. verse oh yeah yeah okay I'm like, that's, that that's song, a good though. verse that's that, a, that he made that beat or him and chad okay. hugo and yeah. the other guy um made the okay. beat and like his his verse is real there's some skateboard p that i don't mm. think is is trash okay you know so okay. no i don't I, and he okay. doesn't bug me and he has a nice singing voice that's what i was gonna say i would prefer he sing but he Great. he gets he definitely gets away with it yeah like it's mm. he just it kind of meets that it's like that minimum every Aaliyah song i'm like can mm. we just take the fader down on every timberland <laughs> who is vocal? who is his side guy though hold on <laughs> oh magoo. magoo who sounds just oh, like Q-tip. Q-tip. Yeah. yeah like right. a fake Q-tip. magoo right. tip there's a Mr. Magoo and it's like some old dude. Like you, you just yeah, you just, just find don't, yourself. Don't use that. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, since I, we're here, I want to say, say 
uh, an overlooked um, MC producer, Missy. Cause I was gonna say that was my next. Really? Name. Okay, yeah, okay. Because because yeah. a lot she's of those great. Timberland beats um, were hers. Okay, you know what I mean. Now you want to talk about no cadence mistakes. She actually doesn't make cadence mistakes either. Just sometimes what she's saying is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like, which is okay. Yeah. yeah which yeah. for her milieu usually works for me. Um, it mill but, usually works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's worth it, let's work it. But um, no, I feel like dipping, dipping, flat. I feel like she meets that bare minimum bar of of rapper producer but it's right I think she never there, gets there, talked about there's a mm. um credit given for exuberance and like sure, writing the beat sure. and for being an icon right yeah it's yeah. like she she made herself into an icon she on what good, i would call limited presence too, technical vocal ability sure it's like okay this is i think this is for for the real heads the beat nuts Oh, amazing beats! No amazing one, no beats. one is talking about their beats in a bad way. Yeah, no, no, no. Their but rapping sucks. Oh no, totally, no, totally. And all seriously problematic on every level, right? Um, <laughs> and also, you know, kind of bad. Although, you know, it's tough. You had to be there. The beat nuts are one of those you had to be there. It totally. could never work again. They just drop sick beats. I, mean, I yeah, love some of their records, yeah. but their rapping is hard to listen to. What one hundred percent? Absolutely. It's like a funk dubious record or something. Oh, it I really love some of those out. beats. I love dude. some of that stuff. I love but, when we I mean, get to a place just... and you guys just come out against <laughs> things. I swear that you would like. <laughs> I love that. Your Mad Lib admissions. This is like a support group right now. I love everything. Oh, about um, I, I want to. Let me just, we're breaking format here, but I want to go back to some good ones because <laughs> okay, I had a super okay. long list. Okay. Uh, people not mentioned who I think are, are pretty dope. Tyler. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. 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 I should have been on that. Big Crit. Mm, okay. Yes. Yes. Aesop Rock. Okay. And well, I wanted, the, the, I wanted well, the to big say, one. I wanted to we set know what you the big one this. is. Of course. Of course. Diamond D. Diamond D. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. Well, of course. Of so, course. so Diamond D is really interesting. I waited on that because I just said because the because stunts and blunts was a lot of that was written by Grand Pooba. And in uh, his, and but his it doesn't success, matter now. He's credited as the the MC, and he had well, to say it right on, on his on his second record. The the you follow hear, up, you yeah. hear it. Yeah, you hear yeah. that he. Which I, I'm still backing as a record. Um, okay. hatred, passions, and infidelity. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I like that record. I recently had to re-listen to it for this thing okay. for this project I'm working on, and the beats are fucking great. Yeah. So I, I mean, I feel like snippets of those beats were later taken, sped up, and were modern 2005 rap songs. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. It's yeah. like he was really ahead of his time. It's interesting, too, because it really mirrors the progression that Show and AG made, and obviously oh, their totally. crewmates. Like, right. that's his Goodfellas. Yes. It's like it totally. gets darker, it gets yeah. slower, it's yeah. way less fun, but it's still like some hip hop. Like, he did that fucking chipmunk soul shit way early on. Oh, totally. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Way yeah. early on. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but picked like some weird mini Ripperton one. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, I think an obvious one who is uh, sort of like uh, of our generation would have to be Edon. Oh, Edon is great. Edon. I, mean, I, I, I tried a, not to say it because right, I talk right. about Edon on every show. No, but totally. yes, right. I mean, he's, for me, a genius at he, both. He's though. an absorption His beat of the style culture. is very raw. Oh. You have to be able to deal with some like. But layered, yeah. you know, and he went to the Berkeley School of Music and like, you know, it's like, OK, so here's the harpsichord. Lo, lo-fi masterpiece. Totally. Yeah. For sure. and, and like early to the just rhyming over songs without actually doing anything to mm. it. Like Ghostface yeah. is known for that. Right, right, but right. he he has that song on uh, Beauty and the Beat where he's essentially just rhyming over that Jewish psych record. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name of it right now, but 
Anyway, uh, try not to talk about Edon on every show. I know, I know. That's to me, e- that's certifiable an, genius. That's an easy one, but actually, Edon. I mean, on, on that, on a sort of next level tip, him and the Lord Finesse's of the world are triple threats, though, right? Can because DJ. they can DJ. also too. DJ. Uh, can, on know? that note, we should mention Jay Live. Sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, Who, yeah. Oh, I don't know gosh. what he's doing. Did he go yeah. back to teaching? I don't um, see him putting smart, anything out rap anymore. Rap is terrible. <laughs> rap is a terrible. Uh, we waste a person like Jay Live. You know uh, what I mean? And, right. You know what I mean? That's I know he was put. like an employed teacher when he when he first started to bubble. The, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the label that he was on? Uh, Rorschach. The, the mm, Rorschach yeah, guy yeah. like found him and like discovered him and like brought I him see, out of the I classroom. I saw him do um, what is it? Bragging rights, mm-hmm. where he juggles the. The, the break while he's rapping. I've seen oh, yeah, I've seen yeah. just ridiculous. Seen yeah, ridiculous. Incredible. Yeah. So in our next episode, we'll get into rapper slash DJs, a.k.a. the Kid Rock episode. (laughs) But on the tip of uh, rapper producers, there's one who, you know, folks of of our ilk would even maybe say is the goat of this whole category. um, And that's MF Doom. Um, Of course. Doom is a titan, especially if you're over 35. Um, A titan at both lyrical... Um, both density and kind of like this large breadth of material. Right. But then, as Dave was just reminding me on the smoke break, um, <laughs> just incredibly talented, almost unheralded producer somehow. Even right, though right. Operation Doomsday, to me, we talked about a lo-fi masterpiece in Edon's dude, thing. Dude. Operation Doomsday, to me... Edon bleeds bleeds doom. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. As, as do a great many. Earl bleeds doom. Right, yeah. right, right. It's right. a whole kind of a, aesthetic Your favorite vibe. rapper producer's favorite, favorite rapper producer. <laughs> that was a, a mouthful. <laughs> I want to say on the lo-fi tip, the, the funny thing about you saying that is the Fondalum single versions of those songs oh are God. way more raw. Oh, I know. They he's, sound he's like literally you're drunk. like four feet away and like, yeah. you know, yeah. you're The original gas closet. draws, my uh, dude is drunk. Yeah. And yeah. like, he, he went back and redid those joints, but the original gas draws, he is like slurring his words and making it work to where I didn't understand who he was initially yeah, when I yeah. first heard those singles. Right. I was kind of like... By uh, design, by him, right? Yeah, he didn't yeah. want you to compare it to Zev Love X or right, KMD. Right. right. But I mean, Rhymes Like Dimes, for instance, uh, which to me is in the, the just, pantheon of, of sing-along right. totally. rap forever, right? And then you're like, that's his full statement. Like ridiculous bars yeah. and ridiculous beat. And right. Here yeah. you go. And crazy yeah. sample source that right. no one was totally. considering at totally. the time. Right. As yeah. something to rhyme yeah. over. And I, and I say this a lot, but can it be any more charming than that? Shane? I know. It yeah. is. I mean, yeah. it, no, it cannot. <laughs> yeah. You thank can you keep Nate. saying it, but no, it cannot. <laughs> yeah. And we we do have to think. We have to think. It was Bobito in his, his yeah. infinite oh. wisdom oh. who saw that something so, this hmm. aesthetic that's so raw, even to, I think, a classicist boom bap tradition, this shit was like wacky almost. Yeah. Right? KMD was a little bit wacky. But I think it was more he, like concept, right? Yeah, it was very high concept. Right, yeah. right. So he strips down the, the, the concept totally, goes through these things in his life. His brother passed. He right. kind of fell off the face of the earth for a while. And then he kind of resurfaces with this aesthetic that I would dare to say 
is kind of the dominant underground aesthetic. You know what I mean? When I when I listen to a Rock Marciano record, I go, who could be gruff over looped samples? What are you know? Who is that referencing? Right it's like now? Doom if he didn't want his neighbors to hear him rapping. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. So we uh, we obviously listen to Doom just like you do, um, and we wanted to kind of throw out what are some of our slept on gems of the mm. of the Doom catalog, of which there's so many. I'll say I was not heartbroken, but I was a little bit irritated because there's a great. A batch of Mad Villain remixes that Peanut Butter Wolf curated and mm. commissioned. That uh, Koshik did a twelve-inch. Yes. Oh, I, I want to yeah, say I have uh, those. Yes, is I it have Fortet? Fortet did the Fortet. other one. Yeah, yeah, I have it's both of those. Uh, amazing. Well, hopefully you can dredge it up because I didn't want to bring it up as my slept on gym because it's on like four hard drives ago. Yeah, do but, it, do no, it. I have the, I, I have the okay, wax. Have it. Okay, yeah. Um, Space holes coast to coast. Um, there's a remix of that that okay. is on that record. Um, I think it is the Koshik one. I will try to find that. That I'm is pretty sure just I can find that. Amazing. How they gave his own show to Tad Ghostal. Any given second he could go mad postal. Stay waving that power band space cannon and have the nerve to jump in the face or race band and punked out. Luckily he did it. So you know an example of of lo-fi wacky doom mm. at at his best. I mean, yes, it's depending on how you feel about Adult Swim. You know, these things are definitely... It, it brought him a new platform. It brought him new yeah, listeners. I'm not mad at I'm it. I'm not mad at Adult Swim. I've definitely watched some Adult Swim in my time. Not all the shows are good, but their music curation is one of my favorite things yeah. about it. Yeah. Hashtag and, and, another dream job. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So that, the, the Space Holes Coast to Coast, to me, was... Um, or Space Coast, Coast to Coast, um, was, one of the, was one of the moments where I was just like, Doom is on another plane. Like he is rapping in such a way to to these soundscapes that just nobody else could get away with at at that time. And now it's it's a lot more common to hear. Now there's no rules, so yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, Um, I I wanted to touch on before we go into some of the other slept on gems. I think a lot of the reason why he's known as a producer is he went out and just put them out. He put out yeah. wax and right, CD box right. sets and like all these right. crazy collections of his beats mm-hmm. where if I don't know if you would listen to early doom and be like, oh, I got to have this beat. because right, It's so idiosyncratic right. and like so specific to right. his, to his song sound, yeah. and his like his vision. But then when he put out those metal fingers things, right, it's just it, that gave all these people these canvases. Right. Didn't you tell me? Didn't you tell us early in the podcast game that you're not allowed to play those at work anymore? I'm not. I'm not. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it just bothers uh, people. Yeah, it's right, such a right. droney experience. Yeah, yeah. and it's repetitive. I mean, I get it. Super you know repetitive, I mean? but I don't think any producer rapper or even just maybe producer has put out a body of work that is so uniform. If you show, if you played me five um, herbs <laughs> and spices <laughs> I never heard before. You would I'd be say, like, that's right. from Herbs and Spices. Okay. Right. Okay. And I'm sure they would be amazing as well. It's right. this Herbs and Spices is an approach. Yeah, yeah. To it's just no aspirations taking, to be anything else. He, he, he Here's a Boss Skaggs record you've heard a thousand <laughs> times. Right. Let me loop up the part that only a, a pothead rap nerd would think was the best thing ever. Mm. Right. And never mm-hmm. thought of. And uh, I'm voila. forgetting the song. I'm sure you guys will be able to say it. But on one of the songs on Operation Doomsday, he just says he chopped these drums off truly yours oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's just like you're not supposed to do that but yeah it Uh, sounds great yeah Uh, there's no rules he holds he holds his heart when he tell a run yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
So, Mr. <laughs> that is Rhymes Like Dimes, right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, so. And then well, I can't let it go because hopefully we'll get to talk to Bobby Hino someday and I will ask him about this because I'm obsessed <laughs> with this. His little part at the end where he's like, mashed potatoes. You thought the uh, song was over. Applesauce. Uh, like, I biscuit. I can love get, that part, can dude. Can get any better? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's exuberant. so fun. It, right. right. I, I yeah. love that shit. It's, it's drunken, it's drunken, mercurial, like, <laughs> just It's fun, times. dude. It's like yeah. wilding out. It's just, it, I don't know, I love and it. And you have to consider that when that came out, the place that rap was in, when mm-hmm. kind of doom reemerges, right? Um, the place that rap was in, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not always great with years, is that 97, 98? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. So yeah. we're kind of, you know, we're in the deep. raucous backpack era. Oh, we're in the yeah. raucous backpack yeah, yeah. era slash um, shiny suit. Just, yeah. yeah. If you're oh, comparing yeah, to yeah. the mainstream, yeah. certainly. Yeah. So totally. I'll be missing you. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> um, so to come out at that moment and have such an unpolished, raw thing, which honestly we take for granted now. Like the underground, oh, like aesthetic you, sh- is you thought some something like uh, word of mouth was raw, right? You know, and right, then Doom comes right. out, and it's like this guy didn't even like finish the beat. Totally, it just <laughs> ends. Yeah, I don't even know if he cares. Yeah, <laughs> when I first started working at the record store, the dudes who already worked there were kind of like quizzing me, and they're right. kind of like, "So do you like these unquantized beats?" And I had to pretend I knew what that meant. <laughs> and then, like, go home and look it up later. That I actually do. I I like a I like a choppy beat. I don't need everything to be on right, grid to right, enjoy right. it. Like no, I don't totally. care about that stuff. Yeah. I'm not a production nerd in that way they're unquantized <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> faces unquantized dog. uh did you have one more yeah i did have one more um kind of pre-doom almost although i i center i tend to think of doom as a continuum um of sure. course he was zev love x and kmd um and the record the second kmd album which was shelved for a long time black bastards is part of my dna um, in terms of uh, being an MC and just a fan, um, and so he has this song on on the Black Bastards record, which I believe is the first East Coast rapper reference to my hometown, San Jose, and it's a diss. Um, <laughs> it's this whole song about how they were on a tour bus. Yeah, they're they on were, tour with Dela and uh, Leaders of the New Leaders School. of the New School, and they're kind of on the cheap bus. Dela has a cool bus. They're trying to smoke nonstop. The driver gets pissed off. Um, and so, and so Zev, AKA doom has this line, um, that is, we couldn't stand to stay in San Jose. Plus we had a show in LA the same day. And I don't know why he dissed us, but I felt seen. <laughs> I don't know if it's so much a diss yeah, as just a yeah. statement I of truth. I couldn't right, stand right. to stay in San Jose. At if, I, if I'm from, you know, New York and I, like, I just need to get to my next show. Why would I want to stay here? Yeah, especially <laughs> he in didn't, He didn't 94. know about orange sauce. He didn't know yeah. about Lee's sandwiches. He just wants to go home. It's just I, a map I, point, dude. I, just heard, a point, uh, I wasn't at the show, but I heard from some of my elders, shout out Hen Boogie, um, that it was. It was a terrible show. Yeah. It was a terrible show they did here. Did they play and Cactus? So, I don't think it was Cactus. I think they played um, with a club that was known as Dimensions. Oh. Um, that doesn't even sound down, good. Downtown. Oh, no. Thanks. Bad thanks. news. Bad news. Um, inside baseball of San Jose. But Whoa. here is the song. I, I love it only because it's a story rhyme. It's a great song. Somehow it mentions San Jose for no good reason. Um, and it's off Black Bastards. So here it is, Contact Blitz. We pumped his luck. He wasn't bullshitting. The next L was lit and hitting. So now he quitting. We couldn't stand to stay in San Jose. And plus we had a show in L.A. that same day. He said he'd take us down, but he had to shut us down for five yards. And you could kind of see why a person such as myself um, 
loves that song. Uh, <laughs> Black Bastards is a great tape record. Like it's a great the the thick hiss of a tape didn't take anything away totally. from that. Um, I can so, see why Electra didn't want to put it out. Oh, like, absolutely. It, it's, it's no like commercial viability whatsoever. An honorable record, but it's a great record. <laughs> yeah, love it. Nice, nice. Uh, on subject of, of Doom, real quick, can I uh, quick self-plug? Everybody go on Notorious.com and uh, check out this interview uh, I did with MF Doom way back in the day. It was right around uh, Born Like This came out. It, okay. it originally ran for Herb Magazine. But now you know it lives on the website. Check it out. It goes through every single album that we just discussed. Is this the one where uh, you get him to talk about the Doom imposters? Yeah. This is one of your best articles, He talks about everything. Oh, thanks, man. This is such a great article. I mean, obviously, Dave's my friend, and I want (laughs) everyone to read his writing, but this is actually, if you're a Doom fan and you've never read this article. I wrote wrote it as a Doom fan. Yeah, you got to read it. I don't know how one can approach it another way. As far as I know, it's the only time he ever addressed this Doom imposter thing, which seems to be people's main sticking point with him as a rapper, which makes no sense. Totally, totally. Because it's in line with his character. Yeah. Sends out imposters. Yeah, like some people do. That's th- the best part. I mean, right. that's one there's of the a, best things. There's a school of thought that thinks that's hilarious, and I'm veering towards that. Yeah, he's hip hop Sandy Kaufman. It's funny, right? I, I'm backing it, but I never paid thirty bucks exactly. and went up to the city for a night to get fucked over either. Exactly. So you okay, know, okay. It's like I can see where people would come down on that, but exactly. I think it's hilarious. It's awesome. Absolutely. You're, you're, when Lauren Hill does it, it's terrible. You're engaging <laughs> with villainy. A Lauren imposter, dude. If she sent out like um, one of her backup. Singers, and you actually got a show out of it. What's the difference? <laughs> Might be decent, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair. So, for, so for my sort of a slept on Doom cut, I'm going to go with um, uh, the cut off of Victor Vaughn. Um, mm. What is it called, Nate? Let me watch. Let me watch. Mm. It's like a back and forth, which I love with um, Apani B Fly MC. Which uh, we just uh, a little quick announcement. Uh, she's going to be on one of the upcoming episodes. Uh, big fan of her work. A lot of stuff she did with Organized Confusion, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so. The track is uh, "Let Me Watch," uh, Doom, uh, uh, featuring a, bo- a Pony Fly, and it's um, you know it's great sort of back and forth storytelling. Mm, my cousin's friend friend wanna meet me. Saw me on TV. Said she needs a sweetie. Heard he was the type to do her name in graffiti and greet her with a kiss. Straight gentlemanly sting a G. Whatever's meant to be is meant to be. Love that song. Um, it's Doom gets sexy. Yeah, it's like it's a it's like a meet cute like <laughs> it's like a romantic comedy um awesome song i've definitely put that on a doom com yeah <laughs> no, it's on, really, on tapes for really various great, people over the years i just really i like their of, interplay yeah and like it's just it's, totally. it's a cool song yeah he buys her a cherry coke it's great visuals it's fucking adorable um very minimal beat uh melodic totally. and and it's on the victor von album where where he's flexing over other different producers so yeah. it's like him and rjd too where does that come like do you do you guys like that record i love that record no, I, I, I grew to love it I, I grew to love uh, Victor Vaughn, and I, I think of this as the Ray Don Chong record. This is where <laughs> it seemed like he got so much mileage out of out of that. And this, like, it's it's this off-kilter one for him. It's the only one that doesn't kind of fit neatly yeah. into the format of all of his other releases. Uh-huh. Um, but I grew to love it. I'm, I'm with you, Dave. Yeah, I, it, I liked it, it from the beginning, and I really used to like Sound Ink records. That's what it came out on. And they did this glitchy hip-hop aesthetic. Like mm. They had a solo record from the guy High Priest from Anti-Pop Consortium. I used to be obsessed with Anti-Pop Consortium. I know, and he cats. has a... Um, 
the the song on Victor Vaughn where like it's like the roach is never dead and they go back and <laughs> forth about that. So you had to kind of be into that glitch hop yeah. kind of thing, oh, which totally. I was like schematic records oh, and kind totally. of like where IDM kind of connected with hip hop, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, correct technique, the stuff you did chocolate Debris. industries, debris. Yeah. Like I was fully on board right. for all that Herbalizer, stuff. not to get ahead of myself, but you know, yeah, uh, it's one so of those. It's, uh, it, I, I have gotten into a lot of let's call them discussions, not arguments until you have the third whiskey about whether or not that's even like a good part of Doom's canon or not. To I me, think it is. I, I fully I fully enjoy it. I even like the um uh what's his name? Um they're like poetry segments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, who weird... is Fat Man Scoop uh hosts these poetry segments, yeah. which yeah, I yeah. are super funny and like you could not escape slam poetry back then. Like it's this good spoof of what was actually happening, kind of like New York and Poets Cafe. Yep. Like yep. every every kid was into poetry. We our yep. little scene down here was at Cafe Cito. Like that was like a big part of hip hop. It's back him then. making fun of Lin Manuel. Yeah, for being a hundred percent. Someone man. tweeted the other day, and it was I, I'm never going to remember who it was, but they were like. Uh, uh, Hamilton is the end result of backpack hip hop. It's, oh. it's backpacks revenge. Yeah, yeah. totally. Wow. Which we, you know, talk Absolutely. about that enough. But anyway, Dave, yeah, I feel like you have one more. Coming. I do have one more um, that I was getting into Lin Emanuel's uh, backpack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So speaking of albums in Doom's canon, which I think are a little bit not that great, that one in which I had high hopes for is uh, Danger Doom. You know, they're both mm-hmm. sort of killing it. And it's one of those albums where the beats are okay and I like the raps, but there's just kind of, it just lacks magic. There's something it's, it's missing yeah. a little bit. And I, that's one of those things I fully talked myself into loving when it came out. Oh, okay. And now I find not unlistenable, but yeah. I don't listen to yeah. it. Yeah, there's some of it's, whole, you know, it's one of those. And yeah. and so my cut, however, is from the sort of uh, re-release of that recently. Mm-hmm. It's called Mad Nice and mm. it features Black Thought. Straight and narrow as the flight of a sparrow. Stalking through the jungle, have you paro as a pharaoh with a bad toe? Seat up in a beat up Camaro. How you supposed to shoot for the moon with one arrow and no bow? Don't blow your hibachi. Look like a Ferrari, except it's only a Mirage. And I just love it because it's it, it's sort of both, uh, sort of like my last um, uh, slept on Doom cut, where it's an, it's another really good uh, duet. And uh, Black Thought, you know, sounding as gruff as ever, as old right. as ever, right. and sort of as better as ever, sort of yeah. reflective. Everything's a double entendre. Yeah. And the beat is just simple, boom, bap. And Doom is fucking hilarious on it. He rhymes Mirage with Hibachi. Like he's grasping for words, but it's hilarious. I had never yeah. heard that song until I listened to it when we were talking about it earlier today. Oh, it's a really, really good track. Yeah. yeah. You are like this real skill for sniffing out these uh, <laughs> uh, Black Thought verses that are not on real <laughs> projects. <laughs> so um, that one's definitely definitely up there for me yeah nathaniel cool. yours I, i'm going obscure here like yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. i okay well i'll just give it to you in order so doom did a guest verse on an herbalizer album called something wicked this way comes in 2002 mm-hmm, they're the mm-hmm. famed english production duo mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that record only on the canadian which is the domestic <laughs> for us for ninja tune releases 12 inch there's a an acapella and Andrew Broder, better known professionally as The Fog, the kind of like weird yeah, bedroom yeah. producers, yeah. indie rock slash hip hop kind of weirdo um, from Minneapolis. I think he did some stuff with Anacon. Yes. Uh, remixed it. With wine. Um, and so it, this is the, it's called It Ain't Nothing. And it's um, the Andrew Broder remix from his Modern Hits EP, which takes hip hop acapellas and recasts them into like, some bizarre places okay. um, that he self-released in these like really like cool 
hand silk screened mm. um, CD covers on his label, which is called Dinky Town. So okay. I know that's a long way around, Woo. and I'll, let me play a let, play a little bit of it right now. It ain't nothing like a fist full of cash or a blitz full of the hash that twists like a mustache from end to end, spreading like a rash. From talking through your walkman or at your disco bash. Give me the Tim Rumpel still skin brown, a metal face mask with a built-in frown, a mic to tilt down, a hundred thousand pounds, and see how kilt sound like spilt milk clown. So I've always felt like I'm the only person that likes these records. Um, he there's another couple of things he does. He kind of he takes um, Outcast whole world and turns it into this kind of like Muppet bedroom soul. And he takes um, on the run by Cool G Rap and makes it into almost an ambient song mm -hmm. that like really like that's like a crime narrative kind of song. But he like re he puts it in this new soundscape where you like feel like the sadness in it. Uh -huh. It's like he's on the run from the mob and like that's that would be a sad movie, not a fun movie. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So okay. it's like okay. taking that horrific. kind of narrative into different places. <laughs> he has an awesome guitar driven remix of the Edan song Drop Some Smooth Lyrics, which is one of Edan's best pure rhymes and takes it to this cool fun place. But anyway, on this track he just like um really like builds this world for the song and this has some of doom's best lines um that are lucy's um but anyway worth seeking out i looked it up today the cd can be found on discogs if you have a cd player and six bucks you can check this out <laughs> i don't think it's on youtube because there's a lot of different rights things conflated there but anyway that's one of mine and then the other one is kind of on the other side of the scale this is um hum rush hmm, very interesting this thing Coming and drum rum is hummingbirds with wings and feathers of the same. So we flock much plus rock. So on and so such. I clutch this mic. From KMD's first album, of course. Mr. Hood. And uh, I've always liked this song because it has that Sesame Street mm -hmm. uh, beat. Mm -hmm. And I, I've just found it to be confounding for people like they know what they're hearing but they can't wrap their mind around it and i think it's really good interplay between the brothers yeah, um, oh, on, yeah. on an early song like that and i actually think mr hood doesn't get enough love it's like a little too weird for people i'm with it i love it yeah i fucking adore that i can album. listen to it all the totally. time peach totally. fuzz is kind yeah. of the clear standout yeah. and that's oh, their, of course their age right. it's kind of like a it's like a, this like just post pubescent totally. kind of it's like this pre doom shit muslim you know? like intellectual right, like right street playing cards three part you know totally three -part it's Molly just it's, it's so evocative of where yeah. it comes from right. it's, it's it's a great record so yeah. those are my two slept dope. on doom cuts and um yeah i mean i he's just it's it's difficult because with great. doom i mean he's one of those dudes where i'll i'll hear every guest verse he did you know right. when he was releasing right. those tracks every week for a while for adults right. yeah that didn't last long that huh? didn't last long but i would say like five of them yeah you know yeah i, I no, didn't love them but it gave me some fucking joy and you know during my there, my, my week there's something to be said for rappers who can um continuously generate what you like about them over and over and over and over again. And so I think Doom is actually like the king of that mm -hmm. to where somehow he's doing the same shit and you never get tired of it. You know exactly what you're going to get and yet somehow you're still surprised. Yeah. I think because I love listening to good rapping. Totally. And he oh. just keeps coming out with good right. rapping, right? right? He, yeah, he does. He does. But there's nothing. There's there's no kind of attempt that like I'm going to give you a different look. Right. I'm going to rap about right, topics. Right, right. Like he did like, a lot you know? of that, though. It's like King Ghidra is slightly different from Victor Vaughn, yeah, which is yeah. slightly different from MF Doom, yeah. which is slightly different from Doom. And now I feel like he has no time for that nonsense. No. <laughs> and he's like, give me the money. 
Yeah. I'm going to sit in my room mm-hmm. and whatever and I come up with, this. you're going to love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, his newest work is with DJ Muggs. Yeah. There's yeah. two songs. It's like on a Muggs new, versus Doom. Joint. Okay. I actually slow. went out of my way and bought the 12 inch it was very expensive um but <laughs> i'm glad to have it and i guess those are going to be cuts on is that, Soul is Assassins that the, too. Oh, okay. the freddie gibbs there's one there's a freddie gibbs, gibbs one and, and a cool g and rap Doom. one okay, okay. Yeah, they're, okay. They're, like dave said they're very slow they're very melancholy they're very contemplative they're like totally they're totally. they're they're crime narratives yeah totally, yeah, totally. on some on was, some cause shit yeah you know yeah very similar like almost missing the snare just right. sort of trudging along yeah you know interesting interesting so as you can see we are Dumophiles, as are you. Let's keep it real. <laughs> I mean, if we're just sometimes you just have to be real about what your uh, what your soft spot is. Like, if you remember the movie Train Spotting, um, where uh, what is it? Ewan McGregor. He starts dating a younger chick who just totally roasts his whole generation, and like, you guys just want to sit around and listen to Iggy Pop all day. And that is that's uh, uh, what it is uh, for us. Uh, we yeah. want to. We want to hear MF Doom. Choose life. Um, Choose MF Doom. Oh, right, man. Right. Choose unquantized beats. Yeah. Every day is doomsday. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that that is for our generation. Um, something that's reverential of you know that era that that we all you know romanticize and fantasize about. But something incredibly modern. Doom went on to inspire rappers who were much younger than him. Um, so we invite you if for some reason you're not really up on the catalog. We've given you some very weird starting points, <laughs> as we always do here on the Dead Bod Rap Pod. Um, and we hope you can kind of get into some other layers of the Doom catalog. Nothing but arcane information here <laughs> on the Dead Bod Rap Pod. And a one and a two. We want to thank you for listening to another dope episode of the Dad Bod Rap Pod. More fly conversation and interviews coming your way every week. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash dadbodrappod. And we're always down to interact with you on Twitter at dadbodrappod, all spelled out. Subscribe on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. 